Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, in this edition of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com, uh, my name is Jim Parsons. I'm going to be joined here in a minute by Norman Quarantine. We're going to be talking about uh, Monday Night Raw, of course, and the Elias-Ezekiel storyline. Elias is apparently coming back to television next week. We're also going to hit on the Jeff Hardy news, the DUI arrest, his status in AEW. Tony Khan has released a statement on this. Uh, we are not going to see Jeff Hardy for a little while on AEW programming. We'll also talk about Cody Rhodes, the extent of his injury, how long he's going to be out in WWE, and then there's news on Paige and her status with WWE, her contract ending, what is next for Paige, will she show up somewhere like AEW? We're going to talk about all of that on this edition of the Sportster Show. Don't forget, if you want to join us, you can certainly do so on your favorite podcast platforms. We'd greatly appreciate it if you went to Apple Podcasts, left us a five-star review, and of course, you can check out everything on thesportster.com. No more will we hold back. Let's get right to it. Uh, this is another edition of the Sportster Show. Uh, brought to you by Jim Parsons, Norman Quarrington, and thesportster.com. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Sportster Show. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm here with Norman Quarrington from the Sportster. Norman, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, we're going to... Do a little bit of a uh, mashup, so to speak. We're going to talk a little raw. We're going to talk a little news. We're going to talk a little uh, whatever because there's not really a massive storyline to address. There's one that we're going to talk about a little bit, um, but with our last couple of shows, we've really sort of dug into some real specific topics. We talked about Cody and his injury. We talked about CM Punk and his injury and Double or Nothing. This week, we're just kind of going to run through a variety of different topics, and we'll sprinkle a little dust over everything. So um, I don't know where you want to start. Maybe because we were planning on doing this yesterday, and we wound up doing it today, we got the chance to watch Monday Night Raw. Uh, we could talk about that a little bit. Mm. 
not the most eventful Monday Night Raw that we've ever seen, but nope. there was an interesting development to come out of that show uh, that WWE is heavily promoting on their website right now, which is that Elias will be making a return to WWE and that, I mean, they haven't said it. They're not outright going and saying Ezekiel and Elias are going to be on the show at the same time, but they certainly are hinting at it. Um, so my first question to you is, what is your reaction on the fact that this might be happening and uh, how are they going to pull it off? Yeah, so, I mean, my reaction is definitely um, intrigue, right? So mission accomplished in that respect, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like one of those things where I think it's one of those, it's like a, it's a, it's one of the, it's very unique to wrestling almost, where it's a very, very stupid idea that kind of, is kind of like took off and has become interesting and now i think a lot of people who maybe when it first when they first started doing it they were like huh that's you know silly um are now like way more interested in it just because they i want to see how they get out of this and i want to see where it goes and even if it ends up being like i'm sure they don't have some like grand idea like i'm sure they haven't um i'm sure they haven't even like thought out a conclusion to this whole thing yet but whether it ends up being good or bad, I'm still I still want to see how it pans out. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely intrigued. And then how do I think yeah. they're going to pull it off? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Go on. I was just going to say I'm with you. I don't think they have an end game here. Yeah, I think they probably threw Ezekiel on television and said, "Let's just see what happens here." Mm-hmm. And they have no plan on where it's going to go. But they did know that they were going to have to cross this bridge at some point, right? right? Like they've got this Ezekiel character. He talks only about Elias. And Kevin Owens is losing his mind. So they needed to address the elephant in the room at some point. So it looks like they're going to start by doing that next week. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they have a clue where they're going with this long term. Like, are we planning on making and hiring somebody to be Elias? Are we planning on what? Like, I don't know what they're going to do. What do you think they're going to do? Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, it's like I said to you earlier uh, off air that the whole thing is like a Bruce Pritchard fever dream, it feels like. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, mixed results with those normally. But yeah, how they're going to pull it off? I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, we could see some kind of uh, special effects thing. It could be like a pre-taped thing. Um, yeah, it could be. You know, it could be like a sort of split screen um, Ezekiel playing both roles. Um, I think they. I think maybe they weren't. Um, maybe they weren't expecting him. I think this actually speaks to how sort of. Um, low-key charismatic he is uh is that they probably weren't expecting this to 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 sort of get over as much as it has um so yeah i think and i think he's doing a great job with it right it's very difficult material to work with because it's kind of you know messy and and doesn't really make any sense but it's but he's doing a really good job with it so yeah i mean i don't know what they're gonna do like you you mentioned you mentioned a a rumor uh earlier do you want to touch on that maybe yeah i mean I was looking, I was thinking about it last night, and I wrote an article for the Sportster saying, in talking about this whole idea of Elias coming back, and WWE is advertising that they're doing a concert. So Elias is bringing his guitar, and he's going to have a musical performance. Now, if the two of them are on screen at the same time, that really raises the question, okay, well, how, right? How are you going to do this? Like you said, it could be a pre-recorded, but if the plan is to have them live, you need an actor. And so mm-hmm. the rumors that I've heard online, or people are mentioning Damien Sandow's name, Mm-hmm. Of all people, what's his name? Aaron Stevens? Is that his real name? Yeah, I um, think so. He recently did an indie show, sort of came out of retirement. Uh, he had said he was hanging it up and didn't, and 
has done fairly well on the indie scene, but he just recently did a show where he sort of said goodbye and said he was retiring again, and he kind of looks like Elias. So that really was a, I don't think there's any probably truth to it, but you never know, right? And it's so goofy a gimmick, and it's so weird an idea that he makes sense. If you remember Damian Sandow, for fans that don't know, he was the guy that played the stunt double for The Miz when they were a tag team. And he just copied every move the Miz ever did without actually actually having an opponent in the ring with him. So he would just throw himself around, and that got over huge. Like that was massively popular with the fans and really mm-hmm. funny. And they didn't la- they didn't make it last as long as they probably should have. Mm-hmm. I thought those two guys should have had a much longer run than they ultimately did. But uh, Sandow's a guy that could do this, right? He's a guy that could come in. They could put a little longer beard on him, um, and he could probably do some sort of crazy musical performance, right? So. It, I don't think it's happening, but it certainly wouldn't shock me if that's where they went with this because it's so goofy and silly that you could see it, right? Yeah. So I have no idea if that's yeah. even remotely accurate, but it, it gained some steam on social media yesterday, that's for sure. Yeah, I find that interesting too, and I actually would, you know, I mean, I would pop for that, and I think that's another guy who I think, um, you know, Damien Sandow's another dude who they gave him silly stuff that should have been really difficult to get to make work and he made it work so i think you know you compare pairing um ezekiel uh and making maybe damian sandow the new elias i think there's i can't believe i'm saying this but i think there's something there that could be fun <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah well, to consider too happens. the wwe has done way worse right <clears throat> they've had the fake diesel and the fake razor they've had right. multiple doinks they've had i mean you name it they've done it right so this is not out of the realm of possibility for them. And what's really key and what has made this Ezekiel thing work so well is Kevin Owens' reaction to it, mm-hmm. right? That's what really sells this. Like, yes, Ezekiel's totally invested. Ezekiel Elias, whatever you want to call him. He's super invested in this character, and he's having a lot of fun with it. But the other end, you always need that other person. And Kevin Owens has been a masterful adversary here. And if he is invested in this, so if Damian Sandow comes out or whomever and Kevin Owens loses his mind over it, it's going to work. Like, yeah. I guarantee you it will work. People will yeah. lose their minds and laugh over this thing. So, yeah, they could really, with Ezekiel being sold and Kevin Owens being sold and really kind of investing in this, they'll make anything work. Mm-hmm. So that's – I'm with you. I think it would be hilarious if they yeah. did it. I don't know that they will. Now, um, they need to get I on the merch game. They need to get on that merch game quickly. Start selling some merch for this. And, you know, maybe don't... They have a tendency to sometimes... I feel like... I mean, we don't know for sure, but it feels like sometimes things like this get... It's like you said about the Damien Sandow thing, right? When he got the, like... um, He got the Mizdow thing over. And then they kind of just nipped it in the bud, like, right when it was being... When it was, like, really popular. And then they kind of mm-hmm. did the same thing with Ezekiel, right? When he he was, you know, he was getting, like very big reactions right one way or the other and they yeah they nipped that in the bud too i think you know he he, he was off tv for a long time and then he came back as this and somehow has made as has managed to regain that momentum and and he's making it work so yeah credit to him yeah yeah no it'll be very interesting if you didn't have a reason to watch raw next week and for a lot of people there probably isn't a ton of reasons to watch raw right now because a lot of the stars aren't going to be there um but uh this is one i will tune in next week just to see what they do here uh and they're gonna push it heavily i think i think they're really gonna actively promote this um a couple other things we might want to talk about from raw um they're really built towards friday uh smackdown is going to be huge with riddle and roman reigns 
First time Roman Reigns has been back in a little while. Uh, first time he's defended these titles in a long time. What's your immediate reaction to the fact that this whole idea of these unified titles was to have Roman Reigns wrestle on both shows more often, and he hasn't been on TV in forever? Mm. Um, how big is SmackDown for Friday night? Does it make sense that they're actively promoting it so much on Monday? And does this has this backfired already? Like these unified titles things and having Roman Reigns not around very often, has this sort of not gone where WWE thought it would go? Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's quite backfired just yet. But yeah, I don't think they're quite... I think they definitely had a different vision in mind when they first when they first made that decision to put both titles on Roman. Um, you know, we know Roman... I feel like he's entitled to to take to take some time off. You know, we know he's he's his history of um, you know health issues and stuff, and we're still you know pandemic is still still going on. Um, so yeah, I feel like whatever he needs to do to stay safe is is way more important than showing up on TV with two belts over his shoulders. Um, but yeah, I think definitely they probably had they probably wanted him on TV on both shows every week in week out. You know, he's the biggest star biggest pro wrestling star in the world right now um but also it's not gonna do i don't think you know it's not too i think it's good if he if we don't see him all the time right um and it's good if we don't see the titles all the time i mean i would like to see them a little bit more frequently than we have been but we don't need to see them like they don't need i mean i don't know it's 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 it's, it's weird i, I, part, I i'm contradicting myself because in the past i've said that the champion needs to be on you know with hangman pay with when we talk about AEW, i said hangman needed to be on tv every week and be in almost like basically every half hour of the show and he wasn't um but yeah roman's more of a special attraction i guess these days so i think it's i think it's totally fine if he takes some time off and doesn't show up but um yeah i mean riddle this riddle match i don't know about you and this, I might be the only person who thinks this. This is the first time I've actually, since since Roman has been champion, this is the first time I've thought maybe something could happen here, right? I'm not, I still, I don't think, I don't necessarily think it will, but if it were to happen, I honestly wouldn't be too shocked. Yeah, I mean, Riddle's a, an opponent I could see at some point being in the conversation for a title run, and I think WWE is going to give him the belt at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's Friday. Yeah. I think that they aren't there yet. I think Randy Orton needs to be involved in the storyline a little bit more, mm. and that maybe that title is going to be a Randy Orton-Riddle thing and not mm-hmm. necessarily a Roman Reigns thing. Yeah. I also think... You don't take the belts off Roman Reigns till you know for sure what's happening with The Rock. Um, if The Rock is involved in this, uh, I think those belts stay around Roman until that happens or doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. Riddle's a guy who I believe that WWE is looking at and going, okay, this guy's going to have his moment in the sun at some point. When do we do it? And do you do it on a Friday Night SmackDown? Probably not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be interesting, right? Cause it could really bring, uh, numbers to SmackDown. It's going to anyway, cause the match is huge. And if a title change like that happens on a SmackDown, which I would be shocked if it did, uh, would really cement the idea that anything can happen on a weekly basis on a television show. So, um, yeah, I think Riddle's a guy that you're going to look at and probably will have a title run at some point, but mm-hmm. I just don't know that it's going to be yet. Yeah. Uh, I think Randy Orton's got to get more involved in all of this. My um, only thinking there was that maybe Roman, like we have, cause we haven't seen him for a little while. Maybe he, if there's a situation unfolding that we, that we're not entirely sure about where maybe he's going to need sure. to take some time off. And so they've just made a little quick decision, but 
yeah, like I say, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a little part of my brain that's like, you know what? A title change on a SmackDown, strapping up someone, like an up-and-coming guy um, who's got a lot of momentum and popularity and charisma. Um, yeah, I, I, it's not beyond the realms of possibility in my mind, where some of his uh, yeah. title title uh, feuds were foregone conclusions before they even began. So, yeah. I think one of the hints for Monday's Raw that tells me that Riddle's not winning on Friday, and it's directly or indirectly related, is the fact that Jimmy Uso beat Montez Ford. I think the fact that that was a clean win for Jimmy Uso in a singles match tells me that they are still actively making the bloodline as strong as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Montez Ford, talk about up-and-coming people, he's an up-and-coming star, right? Absolutely, yeah. He's a mass... He's got a lot of people that are behind him. Uh, he will be a big deal at some point. He's not his time yet. But um, Jimmy also picking up a clean win over Montez Ford tells me that they are not ready to say, okay, well, we're, we're pushing the bloodline a little bit behind and uh, taking some of these titles away. That, they hadn't done that. So uh, the fact that he won tells me that they're going to keep making these bloodline guys win these matches mm-hmm. and be the most dominant faction in WWE and, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see it. One more th- yeah, one more thing we should probably cover from Raw. Uh, Seth Rollins picked up a huge win over AJ Styles, qualified for Money in the Bank. That uh, sit-down promo uh, that he did, and the match itself was pretty good. Um, Seth Rollins finally wins. I mean, we're talking about a guy here who is as over as over can be. His character work is maybe second to none in WWE, but he doesn't win very often. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to. He's Seth mm-hmm. Rollins, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But he does pick up a big win here. Um, how how much do you think that matters? Did he finally get to win here? He's moving on to Money in the Bank. Is he now the automatic favorite to win that thing? Um, we don't know who's in the field, but I assume no matter who's in the field, Seth Rollins is probably yeah. a favorite, no? Yeah, and I mean, look, I think he's impervious. He's sort of impervious to burial regarding, you know, loot losses, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's nice to get pick up a win every now and then. And I think AJ Styles is sort of per- perfect sort of fodder for for Rollins right now um he keeps putting on he, he keeps having great matches um yeah he's really it's weird because he hasn't won a lot of matches this year and yet he's still in I, I think he's one of the like he's been one of their their most valuable asset he's been one of WWE's most valuable assets for the entire year and a lot of last year right um yeah, he's he's great, and I think I don't know whether he's favorite to win it. I will say when he won it before, uh, back in when was that? Twenty fifteen, twenty something like that. Yeah, anyway, well, right his, before what was it? WrestleMania thirty one. Was it? What, maybe, no, what was the one that he that he turned it in against Lesnar? And it was the one in uh, that year, the one at Levi Stadium. So thirty one, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the you know the iconic. He runs down to close the show mode. Yeah, and wins the title, which right? was amazing so he won it that that year. Yeah, which yeah. was great. And he so yeah, I mean his last money in the bank run was really really good. Uh, I would I would like to see another one. I think he can pull it off. I th- I can see him with that briefcase, sort of trolling everyone. Um, but I also like it when someone a little bit you know like a bit bit of a wild card or an up and coming young person wins that wins those. So yeah, I'm not sure if he's. I wouldn't say he's like necessarily the favorite. Uh, but yeah, he's been great, and and yeah, he needed a win. The only downside I see to those Money in the Bank things is that when somebody like an underdog wins it, like look at Nikki Ash, for example. She won the last women's one. You know that probably is going to turn into a title run, but it isn't going to last. Like, right. 
I say the same thing kind of about the Miz. Miz is great. I love the Miz. But when he wins the title, he's not going to hold it very long. That's just the reality of, of him as a champion is that he's not going to be the champion for very long. So you can expect that he's probably going to cash it in or she's going to cash it in. And so the underdog winning the, the briefcase, I, I'm, I get it. You do it every once in a while. But what's there's not really a suitable contender if you have that person do it and they're probably not going to get a major run with the belt and that's the only downside i see the same thing with winning the royal rumble right like whoever wins the royal rumble is supposed to go on a main event wrestlemania do you have an underdog win the royal rumble if you don't mm. think they can carry the main event of wrestlemania no mm-hmm. right so you kind of go well do you really want somebody to win the briefcase who isn't going to be the title holder for very long probably not but they do it every once in a while so you never know yeah. um, but if, if becky lynch gets in hers and seth Rollins is in his now I could see I could see a seeing a Britt Baker Adam Cole moment standing up there on the ramp, you know, holding the two uh, briefcases or whatever, just like they held the Owen Hart titles, right? Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if that happens. Yeah. Um, any other things we need to run through for Raw? There was a lot of mid card matches, lots of like decent in ring action, uh, but a lot of I wouldn't call them you know A plus players on the show uh, having some short matches, lots of contests on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like we said, it wasn't super eventful, you know, um, but I think, and we're also in the lull, right, the sort of, the post-mania season lull, we're still in that, but I think things are going to start picking back up again soon, hopefully, we've got summer coming, so we're on the going to be on the road to SummerSlam pretty soon, so yeah. Yep, alright, well let's switch gears then, let's talk about a subject that's a little less positive uh, kind of a bummer. Uh, Ellen was on YouTube here, and she said, I did not know that Jeff Hardy got arrested. Uh, so unfortunately, we have to talk about this again. Jeff Hardy has uh, been charged with a DUI uh, right before Dynamite, where he was supposed to wrestle in a triple threat ladder match with Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. Uh, Matt Hardy has gone on now on social media and said, uh, I'm disappointed to hear about what happened with my brother. Uh, We're going to try to look after him, blah, 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 blah. And I don't mean to say blah, 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 blah as to, you know, discount how important this is. But I say it because this is now the umpteenth time that Jeff Hardy has gone through this. And it is no fun to uh, be hearing about this. It's frustrating. It's disappointing. It's sad. um, It's troubling. What is your thoughts on the news that Jeff Hardy has not shaken these demons, that he mm-hmm. is still battling with this, uh, that we don't know what his status for Dynamite is going to be, but it sounds like Tony Khan has told advertisers to remove Jeff Hardy from all mm-hmm. of their promotional work and that he's probably not going to be in the plans for AEW here in the near future. Um, I just find this really frustrating and disappointing, and I feel for Hardy, but I also am like, man, how many times is this guy going to do this? Yeah. Yeah, it's upsetting. I mean, and look, everybody, every, we all make mistakes, right? We're all entitled to a few few mess-ups, I think. With Jeff, I think it's it's been a few too many. Um, and, you know, we keep thinking that he's he's better and he's made it made it through to the other side. Um, and then then there's some sort of some sort of relapse. Um, and yeah, so it's not it's not good. It's really ups, it's really disappointing and upsetting to see. He's a you know he's an icon he's a he's he's a role model to so many people an inspiration to so many people um and you just kind of wish that he maybe he's maybe that, i just feel like that should maybe maybe hey maybe he's feeling the burden of that maybe he feels the weight of that too much and and maybe that's what causes him to sort of relapse in these in these ways 
um it does it does sort of um you know call to mind some interesting elements regarding his departure from wwe um yeah so i mean i i i just want i just we just hope he gets better and i i think he's still probably got a you know he's he hasn't got long left as a wrestler right an in-ring performer his work in aew so far hasn't been that great honestly um he's been working i think he's been working a little safe like way safer than usual which is which is good but um there's it's also just made his matches a little bit less interesting he has done some crazy stunts like he's done that's one done the swantons off the ladder and all that stuff and that's 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 fun to see but yeah i mean in general his his matches just haven't been super exciting to me uh i think he needs to go away and and yeah just sort himself out and he needs the help and support of friends and family at this point yeah that's that's probably the most important thing i mean and you brought it up that uh there was some talk from his WWE departure that they had said, look, Jeff, you either go to rehab or we're done. Mm. And he decided not to. And we yeah. don't know exactly the specifics on how that conversation went down and why he decided not to, if he thought that he was through this or whatever, or just didn't want help from WWE because he's mad at them. I'm not really sure exactly. It's too, too whatever to speculate about all of that. But it does raise questions, you know, like the WWE see something here that that others didn't or Jeff didn't and they said look we can't keep doing this man like you either got to get help or we're done and mm. he chose to go to AEW instead and this happens I don't know if it's related to the injury that he suffered suffered a double or nothing because it has been confirmed now that he did suffer an injury during that match mm-hmm. uh, with the Young Bucks and I hope that the two things are not connected this isn't some sort of pain related thing but um yeah daniel's here on youtube says just been given way too many chances and enabled by too many people for way too long he and those around him who encourages to behavior fans as well who egged it on allowed it to happen now i can't speak to the second part of that um you know but he has been given a lot of chances and uh, he's been coming back and unfortunately more often than not um not been able to to stay on the the clean path this straight and narrow and and kind of fallen through here again so um you know and the same daniel was saying that matt might be partially responsible for this i don't know you know i can't imagine uh that matt feels very good about all of this right now to see his brother struggle to finally have him back in aew to be wrestling again as a tag team i you got to think going into dynamite that matt's excited about this match uh you know and just the idea that he's with his brother again right so uh, whether Matt is not helping him or not, I don't know. I'm not going to go there, but uh, he can't be happy that this is what's happening to his brother again. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's just really unfortunate. And yeah. I do believe I'm with you. I think they need to, AEW, if this is what Tony Khan is doing and he's removing him from the picture in AEW, uh, I don't want to suggest that it's like a punishment. Okay, Jeff, you screwed up. We're gone. I think they're just saying, you know what, dude, you got to get, out of this wrestling thing for a bit like we got to remove you if you're not going to remove yourself WWE tried to do it too um we need you to get the help that you need to get and we're not going to have you wrestle again until you do right yeah and hopefully that is what they're doing because if this is continually a problem for him um he needs the help right he's clearly not able to do it by himself and uh that's there's nothing shameful to be admitting like if you can't do this on your own and most people cannot you need the help so get the help yeah, right? like that's because sure. if he doesn't, somebody else is going to get seriously hurt here. Mm, exactly. Like you can't keep driving around under the influence and hope that 
you narrowly escape by without hurting somebody. Right. right. Like that's you're going to hurt yourself and others, and it's and, the and others part that's really bad. Yeah. Right. And we don't want to throw any accusations around, but also, you know, if 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 this is an issue, and if it's an issue that's way worse than we thought, you know, we don't. He doesn't want to be working matches with other people uh, in any in any state less other than so being sober, right? Because um, that's like yeah. you say that could end up hurting other people. And I think, I mean, I am intrigued to see what they do on Wednesday. I don't know if they plug another tag team in there. Um, or if they just make it a if they just don't if they make it a you know two on two match and and not a triple threat match. Um, I don't know if you plug if you have Matt wrestle and just replace Jeff with somebody else. Um, I mean they've got a roster that can sustain something like that, so I don't know. What do you think FTR will get thrown in there? That's my immediate assumption is you should just pop FTR in there. Yeah, I mean if you wanna, yeah, I mean if you wanna sort of send the crowd home happy and and you want it to be a if you want to replace star power with star power then yeah i guess you can plug ftr in there for sure yeah well we'll find out i guess on wednesday and we'll see what tony does here i mean some people are suggesting maybe he's in panic mode others are saying like yeah he's just looking out for jeff he probably cares a lot about this guy uh as do we all you know Mm -hmm. like this is not what we want for jeff hardy so um yeah, hopefully he gets the help he needs, and hopefully this is something that he can, get, he can work his way through uh, and that people around him are helping him do so. Um, let's switch gears again. I want to talk a little bit about Paige. Uh, so she announces on social media that she her contract with WWE is coming up here in July. Uh, it is not going to be renewed. At first, she didn't say why. She just said, you know what, I'm not going to be returning, but I don't think I'm done wrestling. Um, I don't know if it was you that covered the story. I uh, talked about that first, but... Uh, then she came out later and said, uh, yeah, it wasn't my choice, by the way. I, yeah. I did want to come back. Uh, I was hoping to stay with WWE, and they didn't want me. They yeah. are not interested in renewing my contract. They called me and said, yeah, we're not going to uh, keep this going. She said, no hard feelings. A um, little disappointing, but I can't really blame WWE. Can you? I mean, no, she, I mean she's been out on the shelf forever. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I wondered, I mean, for I, I just I assumed they were keeping her around as like a, in sort of like an amb- ambassadorial role or something. Um but then I didn't really see her doing anything like that, right? So I don't. I never saw her. Well, like a- I would almost argue she was doing the opposite of being an ambassador for WWE. Oftentimes in her Twitch streams and things that she was doing, you're kind of like, "Why would you do that?" If yeah, you're exactly. Representing yeah, yeah. WWE, she's mm-hmm. not exactly like um, the. I don't. I don't know how to say this without being. I don't want to sound totally disrespectful, but she's not the person you necessarily trot out there to represent your company mm-hmm. when she's been in the news for many strange reasons. That she's her Twitch stream tends to be her just playing games and you know showing pictures of herself. Like it's not exactly the you know corporate sponsor rep that you want to send out there for WWE. So um, yeah, I don't. I'm not shocked that they're not keeping her around. Yeah, for sure. Um... And then what was interesting is that, you know, she's sort of, she's, and I think we've all, I think we all know this, but it seems inevitable that she's going to wrestle again. Um, and so where, when and where that happens, uh, I'm, you know, I guess we'll find out, but I don't know if it's going to be, I, I mean, I, now that she's, now that she's not affiliated with WWE, I mean, in, it's July when her contract is actually expires. I'm curious if, you know. She ends up in AEW in some capacity, maybe as like a, you know, a coach or something, and then eventually ends up working a few matches here and there, and yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't know what the plan is. I would be very, 
like we've seen it with Brian Danielson, we've seen it with Christian, we've seen it with Sting, we've seen it with a lot of people who Edge. were sort of ruled out and mm-hmm. have made a comeback, most of them now with AEW, although Edge is with WWE. Um, Paige, to me, this just seems like a different deal, man. Yeah. Like, there's something about the way she talks and acts and references her injury situation that I'm like, I don't think she's ever going to get over this thing. Mm. Um, yes, she has talked about wanting to come back and wrestle, and she certainly could. But, man, if I'm the employer here, I don't know that I want to risk it. Yeah. Like, there's just something about even when she's healthy and she comes back, she doesn't seem to stay healthy very long. Yeah. Right? And that would concern me. If I'm you know hiring her and she does some spot and gets dropped or – has an accident and a no whatever. I know this is going to sound terrible, but there's quite a few women in the AEW women's division who probably aren't the type of person you want to put in the ring with Paige and have her be protected. Yeah. Right. So I don't know that I'd go there. Like I just like maybe you're right. Maybe a managerial role. And she said it on her stream that she would have preferred sticking with WWE and maybe doing something like that. But I think WWE is kind of like, look, what are we going to get out of this? Right. Like, they, we keep people around for the investment reasons. Like, you need a return on your on your money. If we're going to pay you, we need you doing something productive for us. Yeah. And if she can't wrestle and she's not really a, a manager, so to speak, what what are we doing? That's why they're letting her go. Um, what's AEW going to do? They have a lot of these people, right? So, True. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It'll be very interesting to see if she winds up somewhere or if she goes the route of what others are doing and – just has the many, many third-party streams and makes some money doing that. She's got a name. She's yeah. she's an icon in the industry at this point. She mm-hmm. probably could do very, very well. Probably is doing very well. Very well. Like Alana, right? Yeah. Like, I don't need this. I've already kind of shown that I can create you know, awareness and bring people into whatever it is I'm doing. And there's a lot of money to be made with that, right? So yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. that's what she does for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. Um, what do you think of the Cody Rhodes switching gears again? The talk that he's out nine months. Yeah. So we saw the wrestling match with the injury. We saw the torn pictorial. We knew he was going to get surgery. We knew it was going to be a while. But WWE has announced nine months. Yeah. Like, that's a long time. Yeah, I feel like... like this is I a guy f- who just came back is at the top of his game, and now he's going to be out almost the end of the it year. It feels like a conservative estimate to me, and it feels like maybe they added a few months... Like, I'm not... I don't... It's just pure speculation, right? There's no inside information here. I thought this is just me speculating. I wouldn't be surprised if they added a couple of months on the end of it, so then we can all be surprised when he comes back early. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know that... I mean, I'm, actually, I haven't really looked into, like, what the recovery time... Typical recovery time for pectoral injuries are. Um... But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more like six or seven months and he comes back a little early, you know? Yeah, it would it would certainly run with the narrative, right? Like the idea here that Cody's the toughest son of a bitch that there is, right? Guy gets in there with a full torn pectoral muscle, wrestles 24 minutes in a Hell in a Cell match. Like, he's a tough dude, right? Yeah. So you can keep that narrative alive if you say, man, he's supposed to be out for nine months. And then at the five or six month mark, he comes waltzing back in and he's part of a match. You're like, what? Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It absolutely goes with the, the story they're telling. So, uh, again, we don't know that for sure. It could be nine months. Uh, maybe that's what they're expecting. And maybe he does recover faster, but, um, they probably don't want to say, okay, four months and then it'd be nine months. Right. So, right. um, yeah, I, it, it's interesting. It's a bummer. Like it just, Yes, he's going to be super popular when he comes back, but man, they were relying on him to be be a big part of their plans here over the yeah. next six months, and now he's not going to be, right? Yeah, and hopefully the, he doesn't lose the momentum. I'm sure he won't. He'll come back as probably more popular than ever, so yeah. Just yeah, and Seth Rollins 
is doing a miraculous job uh, taking advantage of this whole situation, right? Um, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fact that that he has become enemy number one for what he's done to Cody Rhodes and that Cody was like, yeah, yeah, let's make Seth as big as we could possibly be on my way out so that I have somebody who, when I come back, uh, I've got a ready-made feud ready to go, right? Like, these guys are clicking. For it's such a crappy situation to have unfolded in front of them, Everybody's doing a bang-up job making the most of it. Do you agree? Okay. Yeah, I was just going to ask you what your immediate reaction to that is. Are you think that's the right play by AEW? Yeah, no, I agree. I think you need to remove him from the wrestling situation. Take away all of that distraction around him. Get him off the road. Get him the help that he needs. And for those, and I don't want to make this about WWE, but for those that don't know, WWE has done this over and over and over again for people, including ones that no longer work for them, right? They have offered this sort of rehab and help and paid for it for people who've long since left and burned WWE, um, so if AEW had not done this for Jeff Hardy, WWE would have. Like, I can tell you that right now, that if Jeff had asked to reach out to WWE and said, look, I know I need the help now, they'd have done it, right? Like that's, so somebody needed to do this for him because he doesn't seem to be ready to do it himself. And now that he said, I admit I need the help, that's great because it's exactly what you need. The first guy, the first person to take the step has to be Jeff Hardy here. He's got to be the guy that says, you know what? I cannot do this, uh, by myself. Um, so yeah, let's get, let's get him the help. Um, I What do you think? I mean, I don't want to speculate too much, I guess, but do you think this turns into Hardy coming back? Like, it sounds as though he's left that open-ended, that this could be a very long and lengthy absence, right? Like he's saying, until he's proven that he's dealt with his sobriety and can get sober, what are we talking about here? Like, this could be a long leave, if ever. Do you think Hardy comes back?
I have a question. There's a couple comments here on YouTube about the word that Tony Khan used in that statement, which was alleged behavior uh, from Jeff Hardy. Does that matter? Do you think the word alleged being put in there is some sort of politicking, some kind of whatever, like that he... Yeah. It's probably wise. I mean, Jeff Hardy's court date isn't till the 14th of June, uh, which I think was today at one thirty something. So why say anything until you know for sure if he's been convicted or really? I, I think you don't want to say, yeah, he's guilty. And then he's supposed to go to court and be like, yeah, your boss even says you're guilty. So, um, yeah, maybe that could have something to do with it. I'm not really sure. There's another comment here on YouTube from AK90. It says, nine months from now, speaking of Cody Rhodes, is right around WrestleMania season. So you got to wonder, maybe, if those two things are tied together, right? Like if you go, yeah, build up Cody for WrestleMania, um, be very interesting to see if that's their plan. Yeah. Well, what's Royal Rumble? July, August, September, October, November, December. That's seven months. Uh, I could, yeah, you could pop him in there at number 30. And, I mean, it depends on how he's feeling, right? Yes, there's all sorts of things that we can uh, we can dig into and speculate and whatever. Um, all right. Well, you know what? That's probably pretty good for today. I mean, we've hit a few different topics. We've covered Raw. We've covered the Jeff Hardy news and an update while we were doing the show, which is always fun because then we can talk right about what's going on as it's happening. Uh, Cody Rhodes and what's going to happen with him. Uh, Paige and what she's doing with her career, where that's all going to go. Um, we could dig into a bunch of other topics, but you know, maybe we'll save that for the next show. So I appreciate it, Norm. Thanks for uh, doing this again. And uh, for everybody else, this has been another edition of the Sportster Show. You can check it out on your favorite podcast platforms. Download, subscribe, link, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. Every topic that we're talking about here has been covered extensively on the Sportster.com. So if you want to go to the website, check out all these articles, including some from Norman and myself, uh, you can absolutely do that. And then we'll come back uh, probably sometime next week with episode 11. Who knows what we'll be talking about then, but it'll always be fun. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us on YouTube. Thanks for listening on the podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.